Hello, welcome to Convergent Dialogues. This is Xavier Bonilla. On this episode, I am back at it with Brian Lowry. Uh, Brian was on the podcast not that long ago, actually. He was on episode 198, uh, entitled Racial Equity and Selfhood. Um, and we talked in that conversation towards the end about the self, and we had a really fun engagement and some healthy disagreeing. And I promised him that when his book is close to coming out, he can come back on the podcast and we can get all into it and really hash out our differences. And uh, he was kind enough to come back on um, again. And uh, and that's what we did for, for about two hours, which I was very pleased. Um, again, Brian is the Walter Kenneth Kilpatrick Professor of Organized Behavior at Stanford University. He's a social psychologist by training. Um, he is the director of many leadership groups, and much of his research has been on uh, racial attitudes and the perception of inequality. But also he's shifted, and he kind of talks about this in the beginning, towards the social context and what that looks like. He is the author of the new book, Selfless, The Social Creation of You. And we started talking about that in the first conversation, and we talk about it uh, again for two hours here. And so for this conversation, I, we kind of just jump right in, right? So that's the first thing to know. So you don't have to listen to the first conversation. Uh, I think it might be helpful, but um, we do we do kind of just jump right into it. And so we start by defining the self. You know, how, do, how does he define the self? You know, how, how I define it. We talk about his central thesis, that the self is all about uh, relationships with others. We talk about the self as an individual and how being autonomous uh, and how that needs to be within a social context, right? And so as, as he states, you know, he goes full social constructionist on this stuff. He talks about the self as an illusion, which we agree on, the idea of a core self. Uh, we talk about different identities with uh, different communities, um, such as with gender and race. And we talk about some of those um, issues and, and conversation points there. We talk about the ability to switch identities and how different communities can receive folks with different identities. We obviously talk about freedom and free will and many other uh, topics around the self. Um, I have to say, much like the first conversation, you know, this, this was an absolute delight. Um, I, I, when I was listening back to it, I, I really could feel parts of myself, no pun intended here, uh, coming out, they don't usually comes out. Brian brings out a lot of my kind of um, fun, playful, but very thought-provoking uh, cerebral self. He just brings all that out in me, and, and we have a good dynamic. And um, he's a wonderful person, um, and he's absolutely fantastic. And I love the research he's doing. And even when we disagree, uh, I just I just love what he's doing and, and the research he's doing. And, and so I, I can't highly recommend his book enough. It's fantastic. It's very readable, um, really accessible. Um, and as always, uh, you can find this conversation, all of the conversations at my free Substack at convergingdialogues.substack.com. It's on YouTube and it's on other platforms. So give a follow, subscribe, all those good things. And, um, now I bring you Brian Lowry. I'm here with Brian Lowry. Uh, Brian, thanks so much for, uh, coming back on the podcast. I'm, uh, grateful that you decided to come back for more. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, Look forward of to course, it. of course. So we we had a conversation uh, not that long ago, um, and it was a it was a great conversation. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I 
I, the, some of the the comments that people have have reached out and told me, some emails, some other people have listened to it, have said that they really enjoyed our conversation. They really, yeah, really, good. really enjoyed it, especially the <clears throat> the back half of the conversation. So, as promised, I mean, I, I I told you I wanted you to come back on. So, your book is out, Selfless: The Social Creation of You. Uh, this is through Harper, yeah, it's Harper yeah. Books. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's 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 uh, out now. Um, just tell us, uh, about, you know, how you came to write the book. I've know you've, you've done some research and everything and yeah. in other, other, other arenas. And so how did you get to kind of write this book, get your thoughts on, uh, on the self down on paper and, and what's your, I guess, uh, hope for people to get from the book? Um, yes. Yeah, interesting question. I, I've been thinking about these ideas for a long time, um, Generally, I'm, I've always just been interested in how people live. I know that sounds big, but, you know, like, do you look at the world? And I've had, I mean, varied experiences and just see people's outcomes and how they're engaging with the world. And I just always wanted to make sense of that. And um, and being in psychology, so I've been in social psychology, I don't know, like 25 years in the academic space. And I just came to start think, think about the role of relationships because that's what we primarily study and how they actively construct who we are and what that means. And so this is really just a, a putting down on paper and exploration, things I've been playing with for a long time, even though I just recently started doing work that seems, you know, academic research that's really on these kind of issues specifically. But I've been thinking about these issues for a long, long time. Mm. So that's kind of how it came to be. Yeah, well, it's it's it, it can definitely tell at least for me in the books. Obviously, it's 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 very readable. You know, layperson can read it, uh, which is great. It's very accessible. I, I had the feeling I don't know if maybe it's because we had talked not that long ago, but I, it's like you know, it's it seems like you had thought a lot about these ideas, you know, and and you kind of, you know, it's like well, you know, there's this way of thinking about it, and this way of thinking about it, but here's kind of this way of how I've kind of been sorting myself out on this, and so it does feel like. You know, this wasn't like, you know, oh, I had one book come out and I got another one. I just want to you know, go with this idea. It feels very like settled, like you've really kind of marinated over a lot of these kinds of, you know, it's big ideas, you know, big concepts. So it feels it feels good. I mean, the book feels good. It's an easy read. I probably read it in a couple sittings. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to to get into it. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah me too. So, OK, so let's let's start. Just let's jump right in with, I guess, the central thesis of the book. And you can make. Um, I guess the uh, the claim you can spell it out a little bit more. I know we touched on it last time, but um, so the central thesis is is that you believe the self is created, right? And I'm assuming maintained in relationships with others. So you go full social constructionist. It's all the self is all in relationship with others. If we're not in relationship with others, we don't really exist, kind of thing. I don't know if you go that far, but um, so how do you how do you define the self? Um, and how did you get to that idea, you know, all the way of the self is really in relationship with, with others and that's created in relationships? You know, let me, let me, I'll, I'll, that's a, I'll answer that question, but it's funny when you, when, um, I talk to people about the book, some people who were like really big and, and in the social sciences or, or, or read a lot of stuff in the space, one of the first things they'll say is like, yeah, yeah, I, I, everybody knows that part. Right. And, uh, the self is a social construction. Which I find hilarious because, yeah, people will say it, but then they get to the point in the book and they're like, can, do you really believe this? 
And I'm like, wait, I thought you just said that everyone says this and knows this already. So, <laughs> so you're just keeping people honest to their priors. That's what you're doing. You're keeping them honest. I, I'm, I'm just saying that it's a sort of thing where the claim that the self is a social construction is not new. And I, and I think in the book, I might say that, like, I don't, I don't make the claim that no one's ever said this before. What I'm doing is one kind of getting there through social psychology and some empirical work. And two, like taking it to its logical conclusion, right? Not just saying it, but what does that mean? Like, if you really believe that, what does that mean? If you say gender is a social construction, if you say race is a social construction, what are you saying? And um, yeah, I would go as far as saying that we are not human beings if we're not in communion with others. I would go that far. And uh, and I would separate, obviously I'm not making a, a claim that you would simply vanish in some kind of sci-fi way. I'm saying that, that you would not be what we would consider human, that as you understand yourself as a human being, this is what I mean by self, this is the answer to your question. When you think of who you are, like the thing that you're thinking of is is social. Like it might not feel that way, but that's the claim I'm kind of making. Like when you um, when you say myself, what you have in mind is a social construction, even if it doesn't cognitively. That's not how you would describe it, and that might not. And I think for many people, that might not be how it feels. But I'm making the claim that that what it feels like is an illusion. That you really what it is is social. Is is that kind of rooted or based on the fact that, you know, as as it goes, we're social mammals, right? That we come from an evolutionary, you know, tree and a history of, you know, sociality <clears throat> with, with at least other, you know, homo sapiens at the very least is just part of our makeup. Like if we don't have that, we don't really, we don't really exist in the way if you, you would think about a self or a human. Is, does it kind of go to that? level to the evolutionary origins of who we are or, or something else? No, it would, it would go to that level. Like, I, I I, mean, I think that it is a product of what it means to be human because that's how we evolved. Like, that, that's, you know, what human beings are. That's what, and I would say it, I would say it in this way. That's what makes us human. Like, as a human being, as an individual human, what, what allows for that is the sociality of of human nature, right? Culture, that, that is a product of, you know, how we've evolved. And without that, there's no you without those relationships. There's no you as you currently understand it. So kind of going to the first part of what you were saying, why do you feel it's important to, to, to kind of follow it all the way and to say, so what does that actually mean? I guess I might be jumping ahead here, but I guess what are the sort of implications of that, right? Of looking at the self and how maybe other people view it as like there's me and there's the driver in the passenger seat or whatever, and there's myself and I'm in you know independent, autonomous individual, and I can choose to opt in or out of this if I want, kind of thing. Or if you go all the way and say, you know, are it's based on how we're perspectives are formed with others. Mm. I guess what's the what does that, I guess, mean if 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 we're if we're viewing the self always in relation to others in a very actual way? What what would that imply? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So I was going to say I don't know, but that's not really true. I do have ideas. <laughs> no. Go, so, go what, what, yeah, yeah. What, what do you really no, want to say? I'll throw, I'll, throw you, I'll throw some things out for you. Okay. Okay. Um, it's not as if you one. I'm not sure that you can actually 
I'll say that for me, it's hard for me to actually hold on to that. And so the, I'll just, this, there's a, there's two parts to this first. I think the reality of the self could be a little bit like quantum mechanics. Like you can know it cognitively, but you can't have an intuitive grasp of it. It's just beyond what your experience is in a way that is hard to intuitively grasp, but you can cognitively learn it. And so if you accept it, I don't even know what that looks like. So that'll just, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know that we are designed to grasp our social reality fully, human beings. That's one. Now, if you accept it as a premise that you work from, I think our society would be organized differently. Like, for example, meritocracy is bullshit. Yes. But the belief in meritocracy requires a certain vision of self, Mm -hmm. a certain version of self. Right. Like you could we could live in a world where you're like, that's just not true. And the policies we produce would be different. The way the economy would organize would be different. The way we thought about raising kids would be different. The way you would behave when you went into a shop would be different. Like, so I think um, there are implications for how we conceive of ourselves, even if it's hard to like hold on to it. I mean, there are things that are enshrined in the way we organize the world that assume certain things. Right. And we get those assumptions could be changed as an example. Um, so that, I guess that that's just one way of thinking about the importance of these ideas. Like, how do we think about our place in the world? How do we think the world should be organized? Mm-hmm. So it's what you're I want to be clear on what you're saying and what you're not saying. You're you're not saying that there's no individualism for people. Right. Or or that, that no. we do have autonomy and individuality and not that. You know, not that all the other social aspects are there, but how? I guess how do you see? I guess let me ask it simply: mm. Do you see a separation between how we understand and organize the self from individuality or individualism? Um. So I think that I think that human beings are unique. So I think that you are unique. So in that sense, there you exist as an individual. The, the what I'm making an argument about is what constitutes that individuality. Um, or what in terms of the self, like, so there's obviously physical differences that make you unique as well. So I don't deny, I don't deny physicality or biology or any of those things. I just don't think that's what people are talking about when they say the self, um, when they talk about the self. So I don't, no, I don't deny individuality. Um, I'm, I'm less certain about um, autonomy. But that's a different conversation. Yeah, it's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we, we might we might get to that, but but okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so I have I have something I want to I want to present to you because I did think about our last mm. conversation, preparing for this conversation a lot. So, um, but but just kind of spell out for people. I mean, I, I we agree on this, but mm. you know, this idea that the self is an illusion. I think again, there's many uh, Buddhist traditions, there's many Eastern traditions that believe that have, have been saying this for millennia. So this isn't a new thing at either. Other people have said this, even philosophers have said this. So, and I, and I agree with this kind of mode. So how do you usually explain to someone that kind of resists this or hasn't heard this? How do you usually, you know, kind of walk them through it a little bit? Um, first thing I say is like, look, the way it probably feels to you, the phenomenology, if you want to use a fancy word, is that there's some version of, there's a you in there somewhere. Probably a few inches behind your eyes, looking out, controlling the machine. That's how it seems to you. You know that cannot be true. There is no that it's just nonsensical. That cannot be true. 
then the question becomes, if that's not true, that's how it feels to you probably, then what is true? What's true? And so I, I put that, that's the question I put to them. And then I say like, what makes you you, right? And then when you start to push people on it, I, I say something like, look, you think your physical self is you, that's not, that's not true. You get a haircut, you don't feel like you're a different self. If I ripped your arm off, you'd feel like you might be, you might wish you had your arm back, but you still feel like you without an arm. Right. Like these things are not, that's not how you're defining yourself. So what is it? Mm-hmm. Right? And then you push and you're like, well, the things that people describe cannot exist absent other people usually. And you're like, there you go. That's it. That's the idea. Mm. So how, I, I mean, this is maybe a, a strange thought experiment, but I guess how, how would things look if there weren't other people around? Like, I mean, maybe we can't know maybe, right? But if someone dumped us on an island and we're just hanging out with animals, I mean, how, how like would we? Ah, oh, you, would, you would go insane is what would happen. Like, this is the reason that, like, I mean, as a current, like, human now, like a modern human being that we've been for, I don't know, tens of thousands of years now, mm-hmm. you would go insane. This is why uh, solitary confinement is considered a cruel and unusual punishment. Like, mm-hmm. human beings are not designed to be truly alone, despite, like, the myth of such. I guess some of my, so I'll, I'll kind of get to my my perspective here, which is, I guess some of my resistance to this a little bit, I don't re- deny, obviously, that aspects of the self are super important within a social context, and it is part of that. I guess I would feel some of the danger for that would be, mm, shifting responsibility so this isn't my problem this is everyone else's problem mm-hmm. uh well this is the system's problem which again there could be issues with a system but mm-hmm. i feel like it it really robs you of <clears throat> responsibility i think mm-hmm. i also mm-hmm. worry about codependency mm-hmm. um i worry i worry about all these things if it's pushed too far mm-hmm. and i think that's why Empirical claims aside, I think a little bit more on the pragmatics, that's mm-hmm. what gets me worried about people taking it this way and then just pushing it and applying it. That's where I get worried. What What do you think about some of those <laughs> concerns of mine? <laughs> I, I, think they're, I think they're completely legitimate, 100%. Like if you take this to the extreme, could you envision a world that seems... Um, at at best, I don't know, a bit stifling, at worst, deeply dystopian. Yep. 100% you could. So I don't, uh, this is why I'm not, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not prescriptive. I'm not, this is how the world should be. But at the same time, on the other side, the world we're creating, this, this deeply tied to individualism ain't that great either. Sure. Oh, sh- certainly. Listen, li- I, you're not going to get me on that side of the tracks being like all oh, individualism. Listen, I'm with you there. Listen, there's some good parts of it, but there's some really yeah. fucked up parts of it too. Right. Listen, I'm, right, I'm right, with right. you there. Listen, right. I, I hear you that. <laughs> I hear you on that. So I would say, so I guess what I would say is one, I could, you could see it as a pragmatically. So this is now not, who knows what the, if we say like, we don't know what the truth is, just pragmatically. I think you could, you could think of this as a corrective, right? That we've, we've gone too far on one side. And I think, I think that this is more likely true. Mm. Like that doesn't mean we have to take it to some absurd limit and organize the world in some way that denies humans of dignity. I'm not suggesting that necessarily, but I don't know. I mean, 
if you really want to get deep in, in in the realm of imagination of what could be, I don't know what the world looks like if you think of humans more like ants mm-hmm. than individual autonomous um free willed animals like I don't know is that a better world I don't I mean I've not played that out do you know what I mean and I think from where we sit right now it sounds terrible but I don't I don't know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so let me let me give you kind of I guess my counter <clears throat> I, I kind of uh, thought about this in different ways so let me try and give somewhat of an analogy and and you know I'll, I'll start by saying you know analogies aren't perfect so you know <laughs> but let me let me let me try and un- unpack this piece of how I, I want to try and explain it so I basically think of the self as not entirely dependent on social uh, connection uh, like you do. And I think there are, there are three components to that. Um, I think the first one is um, this, and I'm not giving, I'm not, there's no order to this. I'm just spelling yeah. them out. <clears throat> is um, intelligence, cognitive abilities. I think that there is, um, you know, I know this, I know this, a lot of people have a lot of, uh, get very exercised about all of this, you know, very, very bad history with, you know, IQ and, and inheritability and all this stuff. But I do believe in a, in a thing called G. I do think there is underlying cognitive abilities that each of us have, and we all have different cognitive abilities, period. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that that's, I think, I, 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 I think that there is, <clears throat> You can fall on whatever line of this you want, mm. but there's some mixture of it that is heritable, and then there's a mixture of it that's definitely environmental. I don't think these things are prescriptive per se. They're malleable and they can change. I don't think it's like boom, here's how you are, and that's it. I don't I don't think that way. But I do think that that is a stable trait from what we know from the literature that intel intellectual abilities and cognition has some stability over time. So people don't gain or lose intelligence points, plus or minus, you know, five or whatever points, you know, in either direction, five to 10 points in either direction. Second, um, temperament. So if you go all the way back, Thomas and Chess, 70s, right? There's there's many observational studies and many other studies Mm -hmm. that have been done uh, since. And I think you talk about temperament in the book, Mm -hmm. um, about, you know, uh, kind of easygoing babies, slow to warm up, mm-hmm. uh, difficult, and you know I think those are three. Maybe there's another one there um, of temperament, and there's and then that's not um, divorced from um, obviously the parents are involved there as well. But when you see uh, babies as they're born, when they come into the world and they just have these temperaments that are there, I think there's a component of that that is. Um, also stable through time doesn't change dramatically mm-hmm. and that that would be stable and then finally the third part would be uh you know personality functioning so if you take big five um i think that much of the many of the traits don't change that much over mm-hmm. time uh, some do some don't um so i think if it's conscientiousness or openness to experience kind of grows up until you know your mid-50s and then it kind of you know does you know kind of will or won't or whatever and there's there's differences with each of the 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 five major ones sometimes you can break it into the subdomains Mm -hmm. so the analogy i have here with these is i guess thinking of it like a so i think of the self as a as the car if you take a car a car has what 
four wheels, an engine, you know, transmission, steering wheel, etc. You need those things to drive the car. Now you can have lots of different ways in which those things look. You can have, you know, 17 inch rims, you can have 19 inch rims, you can have leather seats, you can have whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, I think the driver of the car, I think the style, I think the mode, I think the environment, I think the weather, I think with the road that you're on, all of that can change. And I would put that in social, cultural, environmental, et cetera. But the aspects of the car itself is not changeable. You need four tires, <laughs> a wheel, an engine, a battery, et cetera, um, to have a car. And mm. to me, for for people, <clears throat> we have again the preponderance of 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 studies across you know 70, 80 years now in temperament, cognition, and personality that make up a stable self. Again, there are things about that we can change our beliefs, our behaviors, our actions, our feelings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that would be, in my analogy, you know, uh, different drivers or four people inside or one person mm -hmm. inside or mm -hmm. the environment or what road you drive on. That's all changeable and that's going to influence or impact the car. But you still have the car with four wheels, a frame, steering wheel, and an engine. So I, I think of the self in that way that has, there is some stability, there's some constancy mm. with biological underpinnings, uh, but not mm. only that, I think temperamental, I think, again, personality, uh, some core aspects of personality, uh, et cetera. So mm. tell me, tell me where I'm wrong with this, Brian. Tell me where you, tell me where you Thank disagree. You. So when I would say all of what you're saying, is, I think you the way you describe it, I assume you mean it's all biological. So this is all, I mean, because if it's not, then it's, we're getting close to like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. all influenced they by have, it. Yes, yes. Influence. They all have biological basis. Okay, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So there's a couple of questions I would ask. And I think I see this point, like, I don't, I don't know that there's like, a, I don't know if there's a right answer here. So I think this is just a, a conversation. Mm -hmm. I think if you had... For, for first, I'll just for for a second, I'll just accept that these things are biologically based, and that's we can get back to that because I do have some questions about that. But mm -hmm. assume there's these three components: there's cognitive function, there's temperament, and there's personality. I don't know what person personality is the hardest one, but let, let's let's assume you mean like on the big five, like where you fall on the big five, right? Um, yeah, I yeah, that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, but good. because I mean, I'll just say on on both, at least on the personality and cognitive stuff. I mean, there's, I mean, this stuff has been replicated over and over and over in the literature, and mm. yeah, in that many stuff ways. Is, I mean, yeah, like if, little, if, if you go all the way back to if you go back to Costa and McRae or whatever it was in the early '90s, yeah, and how it's cross culturally replicated the Big Five around the world. I mean, pretty robust studies good meta-analyses i mean good statistical yeah. power i mean I, yeah i, I, I would mean, have to I, find something that would prove or show you'd have at this point you'd have to really have some solid counter studies to show this isn't a stable enough trait cross-culturally for all humans well it's calling it a trait is the issue it's like saying because the way that stuff works is really just factor analysis of a bunch of different traits you get five factors you call them something and then you behave as if those things like exist as meaningful entities right you give them names because you can make sense of them they become traits sure it's fine sure. so like let's let's so i'm saying i agree with all that so i like for let's take this so here's the question you have these three things it's kind of hard because 
One, if you don't take into account environment, which I think is primarily social, like it could be obviously sure. nutrition, but put that stuff aside. Mm-hmm. Like at least on the cognitive side, that is, it's not, it doesn't tell you where you end up. It gives you, if you believe in it and, and there's questions there, it gives you some upper limit. It doesn't tell you where you will end up. Mm-hmm. So let's assume you, we just say like you are following this, you're at a hundred IQ points. It's fine. I drop you in um, ancient Egypt. These three things are the same. I drop you in current day Silicon Valley. You're the same person. You're the same self. Yeah. At, 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 at your core. Yeah. See, uh, at your core. What do you mean at your core? What's the core? That you have these, that you have as a human being, biological bases for three components to make up a human. Personality, okay. temperament, and cognition. Let me ask a question. Can I ask a question? Why yeah. isn't hair color one of them? Well, sure, you can take physical. I mean, I, I'm, I, I didn't go all the way with physical like dimensions, but sure, you could have, you know, two eyes, a nose, no, two no, no, ears, no, 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 hair. no, no, like, but hair, hair color is an interesting one. I'm like, I'm, I know it sounds funny, but I'm really this is okay, a, ahead, a real point. Ahead. It's a serious point. Go ahead, go ahead. Like, I don't think if I said like, all right, your hair color is going to be different. I don't think you'd say you're a different person. I, don't, I could be wrong. Yourself I mean, would be different. No, I, no, I wouldn't say you're a different person. Okay, why, why, why do you feel that way about IQ then? Because I think that there are certainly aspects that can be expressed differently, but I don't think that there are some pieces of intelligence that won't change, whether you put me in the Sumerian civilization or you put me 200 years now in the future. Yeah, yeah. The same, same is true for hair color. I just said, like, it's not going to change. I don't get Like, if it's stability that's tied to biology, why do you, why do you privilege? This is the point I'm making. If it's stability tied to biology, why privilege one thing over another? What's the, what's the criterion? Well, I think with, with, with those aspects, you're having multiple genes multiple uh genes that are are put in that heritable trait if you will mm-hmm. hair color has less as far as i know and it is that is obviously changeable you can dye your hair good. you can shave your good, hair good, you can cut your hair good i don't know if you get more variables involved if it's that easy to do as of right now where we're at with our technology maybe 200 years from now we can do that i mean crispr's got some advantages here who knows got it so do you think you'd be the same person if I dropped you? So let's let's assume that all the genes are exactly the same. The same person in sure. ancient Egypt that you are in today? I think the the major aspects in those three <laughs> categories would be the same. Obviously, I'm not discrediting that social, environmental, cultural no, no. things are going to impact and influence. Okay, let me just say one thing about the genetics I said earlier. Yeah. I think it's, well, I mean, I guess maybe some people question this. I'll say a large number of people within social sciences would say that these things are what we understand about what it means to be human and that these things are stable, but that obviously you're going to have environmental impact. The middle road on this is you basically have genes as like the code that's telling you, you know, okay, here's, here's the structure of things. And then as soon as you're dumped into an environment, of course it's changeable. My my genes aren't like predetermined, set in stone, never, never yeah. immutable. Obviously, when you're born and you're put into this environment as opposed to another environment, there's going to be implications. But I would just say, 
that's not the car, right? That's the drivers. That's the, you know, different, you know, additions. That's the different sports package. Yeah, that you can mix all that stuff there. But the ideas of biological underpinnings for temperament, cognition, personality have a steady basis through time for each individual uh, human. I don't, I guess what I, I, maybe, I guess I find, I find the genes argument always really complicated because one, there's not just the genes are expressed and what it means in the environment change. The genes that are expressed will be dependent on the environment itself, right? So gene, yeah, gene but you expression need genes is to get there though. Oh, that, that's true. But I mean, I guess, again, I don't deny that human beings are physical animals. It's like saying, I'm simply saying that like, so there's no dispute that like genes exist. <laughs> they influence what happens. That's 100%. We have I agree. Code, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. All that's agreed. I just don't think, I just, what I'm saying is like, I don't get the analogy like to the a car. It's like, you're like, okay, if I take it to the different environment, the engine itself could be, it could go from a V6 to, you know, a V8 or a V10. You're like, okay, yeah, it has an engine. I agree, but it's not even the same engine in a different environment because the environment is changing the expressions of the genes, not just the phenotype, but like sure. the genes yeah, yeah, themselves yeah. that express. So I'm yeah, like, yeah. I, I guess it gets hard for me to understand like how, even in the, the metaphor of a car, I'm like, the engine is like, yeah, there's an engine, but it could be a different engine in a different place, right? Like even if you had the same genes, like, so I don't, and not to mention that like you having a V12 and trying to run uh, a Ferrari through the Sahara desert, that's a, I don't, okay. Like I, I guess, like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not even talking about like, is it the same car in a different environment? I'm saying it's in addition, it's a different car in a different environment. So at some point I'm like, I don't, I'm losing where there's the, if you change the, if you drop, someone even with the same genes in a different place and a different time, it's hard for me to say like, that's the same self. I just don't see it. Mm. So and that's you, what I'm saying. We can disagree. Like I'm not, that's not, yeah, uh, that's yeah. not objectively true. I'm just saying like, it's hard for me to get there. Yeah. I, I can, I can see what you're saying. I see, I see what you mean. I guess for me, the best way I can explain it is that whether it's myself or you or anybody, mm-hmm. I think that there is elements that are in temperament or personality, let's say, and in, in cognition, if you will, mm. that have been true about you since you were five, 10, 15. Like, obviously, you're going to update, you're going to, you know, there's going to be elements of you that change, mm. there's going to be so many things that happen. Like, when you when you look at that I multiverse, and I you get it. and you get here's, here's Brian 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, 5.0, all of those are potential. But there's something there that has been, you know, just with you in those three domains, I would say structurally, that is just going to be there in each of those alternative versions of yourself. That's how I'm seeing it. I think there's, okay, I think there's, I think we're confusing two things. So I think one I might, I might agree on and one I might not, I'm not sure. So I think there's the, my question is like, you drop someone in ancient Egypt versus you drop them in current day Silicon Valley, whatever. That's a different question than, am I the same person that now that I was 10 years ago that I will be 20 years ago? Right. That's, this is a somewhat different question. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think, I think we're conflating them. So, maybe, yeah. and so I think I'm, I'm, I'm being a little unfair, like, cause I don't, I think it's hard to make an argument for dropping someone in Silicon Valley and dropping someone in, in Egypt and saying they're the same person, because even if you gave them the same genetic code, I think that's just a hard, you can, you can argue it, 
I think that's a hard argument to win. I think an easier argument for you to win is <laughs> I that I am the same self that I was 20 years ago, where I would say, like, no, I'm not. Right. I think that is an easier argument for you than it is for me, even though I would still make my argument. So like consistency within a person as opposed to metaphorically like same genes, but everything else is different. Like that's a hard one. <laughs> Here's here okay. Th- this is a sort of a paradox here. So let me mm-hmm. let me try and let me try and it makes sense in my head. Just just jump in my head and you'll get it. You'll get everything I'm trying. I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, in some regards, I'm a different I'm gonna say person. Just go with me. I'm a mm-hmm. different person than I was five years ago, ten years ago, because mm-hmm. of where I live now and who I'm around and things that have happened to me, so on and so forth. I think again, in all, if, if I, okay, if I look at, if I, if I, if I, if I close my eyes and I think about my, how old am I? 37, 30, whatever, 36, 37 years <laughs> on this planet, right? right? However old I am, right? I can, I can quickly have, you know how they do in the movies, they do like that, like really fast, like retroactive, like, you know, looking back into your life and mm. all that, throw those pictures. Like if I do that in my mind's eye right now, and I can think about some of my early memories, and I just go all the way through time real quick in, you know, 20 seconds. I can think about the different seasons of my life. I can think about who I was at 20, who I was at 30, who I was at 15. And very different, right? Very different in how I, you know, did or didn't regulate my mood or my emotions, you know, how things I've learned, things I've, you know, experiences mm-hmm. I've had, places I've mm-hmm. been, all that changes for sure. Mm-hmm. That's all changing. And that's all dependent on my relationships and things like that. But there's something about what it means to be me, not just in my physical or biological properties, um, although those are kind of the, uh, I guess you want to say the, the hardware, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> There's something about the core elements, you know, that are connected with those kind of three I I listed before Mm. that stay constant. So when I say me and my, you know, closing on my late thirties here in terms of temperament and my personality isn't different from when I was four or five, there are all these other things about my life and my experiences and my relationships that have obviously impacted me and obviously made me hopefully a better person different in some ways but there's still those other those those essential pieces of me that will probably never change and but and then mm. that's and that's where i think that it's kind of it's it's both yeah. like i, I yeah. agree with what you're saying yeah. but i think there's there's there it almost has to be a constancy otherwise it would just be if, if we're that malleable then we don't have enough footing or grounding to you know not go nuts uh i think what keeps us from going nuts is the environment we're in not some internal thing i think what if the what's keeping you from going nuts is outside of you not inside of you which is again goes back to like when people do lose their minds when they get put in solitary confinement it's really tough to maintain equilibrium or you even look at people like 
I'd argue that celebrities, if you that often the environment of fame is so disorienting that it's hard to maintain an equilibrium. Like there's just environments where people don't fare well because they're not designed for them. So I don't think that I don't think it's yes. hard to like just be like, oh, so what you're describing, I guess I don't here's the other thing. I don't know that I would deny it seems crazy and I don't think I would push this far. And I do like to push crazy. No, I like it. But, I like it. No, it's good. It's, I like it. It's a but, good challenge. Uh, but sure. That's, is there that's something... part of who you are and that's who you've always been, Brian. You just like to <laughs> you like to push the boundaries a little bit. And I bet if I jump at a time machine and we're on the playground together, you're probably doing the same thing. Let's just push you in a little bit more on the slide. Let's just go see how far you can go. Sure, sure. So here's the thing, like, I don't deny, I'm not denying, it sounds like I'm denying consistency per se. That's not what I'm really doing. What I'm denying or pushing on is the idea that that consistency is essential and is you. I don't know why that that gets, do you see what I'm saying? Like, so you're like, that's me. I'm like, okay, even if it's consistent, I don't have to deny the consistency to say that, like, I don't think you believe that's you. You don't believe you're the same person you were 20 years ago. Can you look back and identify something that was similar then that is truly similar? I don't mean like fake. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. a through line. Sure. Do you really think that's who you are? Nah, you don't believe that. <laughs> okay, I'll go with it. So I'll, I'll, I'll pick on myself. So I would say for me, something that is so something that i think is 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 a essential or or core element of who i am Mm -hmm. is um i'm a pretty stubborn person and as evidenced by this conversation and then also (laughs) i love it i love it too right 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 right. (laughs) also and also i'm a i'm a i'm a not not in, in globally, but in many aspects, though, I am a fairly patient person, I think. Mm. Um, and what I would say is, is that that can look and express differently at different points in my life. So, for example, when I was younger, I would be stubborn about certain things in a very uh, obtuse and, you know, maybe arrogant way that was very, you know, disarming for many people. I've since, I hope, learned some things to say, hey, like, you know, how do I how do I correct for this? How do I inhibit this in some ways? How do I grow in this area? Mm-hmm. My own therapy at different mm-hmm. points of life. How do I not try to deny the fact that that this is a good or a bad thing, but how can I inhibit in some ways and how do I use it uh in a way that's promoting my well-being and other people's well-being? But the aspect of being stubborn is, and how that looks for me, I don't think has ever been different. And I think that will always be the case, you know, mm-hmm. until, until I die. So I would say like, that's a, you want to say temperament or personality thing. That's what I would say is constant. Again, how, again, you know, experiences, relationships, mm-hmm. you know, life changes mm-hmm. that can change and morph how I do it, how I express it, mm-hmm. how I'm trying to inhibit or not inhibit it. And that's, part of me living life with my set of uh, uh, temperamental you know, traits, if you will, to say, how do I manage this? Again, manage it in context, of course, with others. But that, that's what I mean when I say like, there are certain pieces of us that stay constant and we can evolve and change and grow in those ways. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that there's some of these core components that, you know, because that could look different for somebody else. It would look t- different for somebody else. It could be the mm-hmm. same trait, if you will. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But that that's how I see it. Yeah. And I guess what I'm saying is like, I don't, my argument doesn't require me to deny that or even challenge it. What I challenge is that you think that's who you are. Right. Right. So then, <laughs> so then we come back to the whole idea of like what it is to be you, which I yes. think is probably always going to have difference. I don't think you can get, you can nail down a universal definition for what it means to be you or to be the self. I don't, I don't, I guess what I would say is like, I'm, that's probably fair. Where, when you say how, when you started, we started this saying like, how do you explain it to people? What I would say is like, I don't need that. I don't need to give a technical definition. I'll just say this. When you think about yourself, what you're thinking about, I don't like, I'll say it for you. Like, I don't think it's stubbornness. Okay. I don't think that's, and let me, let me, let me, let me say this. Let me ask this question too. And this is like a rhetorical question, but it's like for everyone. Mm -hmm. If you believe in transformation, you're on my side. Like that doesn't require everything about you to change. Yeah. It just means like, if you, if you can look back on your life and be like, wow, I'm a different person. And mean that in a serious way, like my life, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, there's not, that's not to deny continuity. It's just saying like, I, as I understand it, am a different self now. If that is possible, I feel like you're on my side. If you accept that as a possibility, now my guess is you would accept that as a possibility because it doesn't deny that there's something that it's not saying like there's nothing constant. It's just saying like that is that consistency doesn't prevent you from saying I'm a different self. Yes, yes, I w- I would agree with with everything that you've said. I guess my my question, my challenge then for you on that is. Well, how far can you go? And you do talk about that. We were going to come to it, I'm assuming. But mm-hmm. how far do you go with that? Can you really be any self, any you you want to be? Like how? No, how you don't do have we... any choice, really. This was terrible. Oh, okay. This so I'm going to be more extreme. We can jump there. We're jumping there. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think it's like that's, 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 again, I shouldn't do that. This is me being what I do, is me being me, you like that. I know. Go ahead. Um, I, I think that's who you that's are, Ryan. That's who you are, and that's uh, you know I love you for it. I mean, that's who you are. Um, I think um, so. Let's call it identity. Okay. Identities, and this is the social, you know, social science literature, right? Identities, social identities. I'm talking about for a second. I think social identities don't belong to people; they are communal property, and to have one, you have to be accepted. It has to be conferred to you by a community. It has to be given to you. It has to be that that request has to be granted by a community to exist in any social identity. Let me, let me make that more concrete. If I think of myself as a man, which I happen to, and I go into an environment and I, I make a bid for that community and in that environment to think of me as a man, I dress a certain way, I talk a certain way, I walk a certain way, all these things. Some of them, sure, maybe biological, right? That's like, I don't deny that. And the community decides do they think of me as a man or not. And that, when those two things match, I'm a man. They don't, I'm not. That's it. And to the extent that that's a part of who I am, I don't get to just dictate who I am. This is partially what it means. Again, this is, if you say we are social creatures, like, what are you talking about? Like, tell mm-hmm. me what mm-hmm. that means. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm being very explicit. This is what it means. Mm-hmm. It means that you can't be by yourself. You don't get to dictate independent of your environment who and what you are. 
So, okay. So if I follow that, <clears throat> let's leave the biology stuff on, on the table for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, there's enough people worried about that. Um, Indeed. And if, if, if what happens when you have, cause this certainly happens conflicting ideas about who you are in society. So if you, if you go out and you say, I'm, I'm a dude, I'm a man. And, you know, I dress a certain way, talk a certain way. Well, well, A, that, that's, that's an assumption, right? There, we, we, I'm sure you would acknowledge that there's a continuum of, of sure. what it looks like to be a man that could be this, it could be that. Okay, let's go with that. There's a continuum. There's a frame. But what if other people view you in society in very mixed ways? Like, I don't, I don't accept you as a man. Mm. But, but other people, another group, they say, well, I do accept you as a man. And another group says, ah, you're kind of somewhere in between. I don't yeah. see you at any of those binaries. Yeah. Yeah, how, yeah. How, then you don't have that identity as a man. How, how does how does that work then? Yeah, yeah. So it depends. So and this is where obviously I, I get this is complicated. I believe it. I said they're communal properties. They exist in communities. So if you go to a community, I could walk into a community and be a man, and walk into a different community and be a woman in the same day. Sure, not a problem. If I walk around and there's no consensus. I would argue that the community hasn't generated an identity that's sensible. So there's no identity for you to request. Like this is what I mean. The identities are fashioned and created collectively. They exist as collective creations. If there's not consensus within the community, that identity doesn't exist as a meaningful thing. But what if there's a, a disconnect between... So this kind of goes back to one of my initial points. Let's say you want to to to, to you feel inside that you're a woman in this community, mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. community is saying no, and there's a you're there's not. a yeah. there's a disconnect, and yeah. so you would go all the way and say, well, then then you're not. Yeah, but one hundred percent, I would. But, <clears throat> so in that then, community, you are not. Yeah. So then, how does this then push against that idea of? Well, the community then needs to change what I think internally about who I am, whatever that may be. We're using gender for a minute. Let's say it's like, no, well, you know, you say, look, I, I, I'm, I just have to go to another community that accepts there, that there's a that there's an alignment there, or does, or could the community possibly change the mind and say, well, you know what, we thought this way, but you know, we get it and we see it this way, and and that's how it goes. It does. That happens. That's happening right now. There's a debate about yes. how we think about this. So, I mean, yes. I don't have, just to be clear, I don't have a should. I'm, I don't, you know, I'm just saying that there's a, if there's a disconnect, like if I see, if I, if I today decided, I don't decide it, this is, gets complicated, but just yeah, yeah, simplify yeah. it. Like, I thought of myself as a woman. Yeah. I'm walking around and people are engaging me like a man. That's going to be a problem in terms of my experience. And I would describe that problem as a, a conflict between relationships. So I have to exist somewhere in some relationship in some in my mind at least as a woman. But in this community, they're not they're not agreeing with that. That's going to create conflict to me. That's going to be painful. And that could change either because I give up that sense of self and accept the way that community sees me, that community, their ideas about gender could shift. I don't any of those things could happen, mm-hmm. but to the extent that that community does not confer my my chosen gender on me in that community, I do not exist as that gender. So, what does it mean then? I guess I guess is this applying for all types of communities? So, 
is this a democratic community where they're just a majority rules or is this more of a aristocracy where you got the 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 big head honchos and they're saying this is how we do it or is this a oligarch what kind of community it's a great question that's a great question i i think of it as um um more a a community when in which is there there's a perceived consensus not democratic and like majority vote i mean maybe that's how people get to the idea there's a consensus i don't know Mm -hmm. um but you know, I was just reading a paper recently that talks about some of this and and people believing, like adults believing that powerful people in groups can confer group identity onto other people. There's a paper that talks about this that human that adults have that sense. Children apparently don't, but adults do, which suggests to me that it's it's learned. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know what the mechanism is, but I think there's a perception of consensus. And that could be like, oh, that's what the majority of people believe. And so I accept that as the reality mm-hmm. in the situation. It could be that we spend so much time together, the community's tight-knit. We we mm-hmm. feel like we have to come to consensus within our community about our beliefs on these issues and that exist as true consensus. I, I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying though is when you walk into that community, they engage with you as if mm-hmm. you're that identity. And if they do and you believe you are, then you are. They don't. And this is where I get into the whole Rachel Dolezal thing very explicitly. It's like well, I was going to ask you about about the about the race piece. I mean, the gender is interesting, but I mean, what I mean, I know you've you've written a few things about race. So <laughs> <laughs> now and then I write about <laughs> now it. Now and yeah. then, now and then, yeah. you know, your day, your night job. Um, <laughs> I mean, I look. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I'm 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 not. I'm I'm literally not 100 percent anything. So I'm I'm, you know, I'm at least half half, right? You know, so I'm not 100 percent white or 100 percent Latin, but you know, I'm definitely <laughs> down the middle of sorts. Um, but um, but I'm definitely not. I'm not black. You okay. know what I mean. You know what I mean. I believe you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got Population you. genetics can show somewhere maybe way. Maybe I don't know. But like, I can't go into a community and say, you know what, guys, I'm black. People have. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) people look people that you would consider looking whiter than you have. I don't you mean. So again, I don't get it. It's true. It could, but 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 like, I mean, but but okay, okay, okay. I have two questions here on this. Maybe the raising is a little easier for me. Okay, like let let's let's go with it. Let's say I go to a community, and they say, "Yep, we see you. We see you as black." That's obviously not true. Why? Because don't we have to agree on what it means to be, you know, a black American? Sure. Like I don't who have that we? same. Who is we? Who is we? Uh, the community. If the yeah, com- yeah. So if they say, if they say, if they say you but are black, they've agreed. But I don't. If have you don't. That... Dis- oh, you don't agree with them. You mean? Yeah, I don't have that history. I don't have. I don't have the history. Is what what makes it. Who says? I guess my point, I'm trying, I'm serious. Here's my thing about it. This is why I think people are going to be mad at me at all sides, but that, the one that right. should be that's mad okay. at me will be mad. Here's the thing. What I'm saying is like the community gets to decide who's a member of that community. There's no external judge. Like, so for example, what if I was born in an incredibly privileged environment? Like that wasn't my case, but let's imagine, you know, my parents were both millionaires. Downtown like, Manhattan. You're you're from. I've lived from, I've lived in that world all my life. Right. Never had you know not never but never wanted for anything. Let's say. Got it. But I look the way I look. My parents look the way my parents look. There there'd be people who say like that's not being black. Like okay, I mean, is that right? 
what if I look more white? What if I could pass? And then people in my family look whiter than you. They, what if, and then, but I also never wanted for anything. Am I, am I black? Like, I don't, I guess I'm trying to figure out, like, my point is like, what is the criterion that Mm -hmm. determines whether you're black or not? So, okay. I'm going to, I'm not, I have, I have another example here, but that's how, that's, that's, I guess my question is, so for you, what does it mean to be, you know, a black American? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you define that? Right. So for me, it's like the community that is accepted as black. And then Mm -hmm. we understand that community when they accept me as black and I believe I'm black. That's true. That's the truth. There's no, there's no external, there's no like finding out something else. That's it. That's all. This is the point that people, they want it to be based in something material. And I'm like, why? Like, why do you need that? Like if the black community decided I wasn't black anymore, I would cease to be black. The community, if decides. Okay, let me ask you with the person. Okay, let me ask you this way. Mm. Are are you talking about it on two different levels? Mm. So like, if the community decides you're not black anymore, th- does that mean that you're not in terms of like, you know, group norms, mores, maybe maybe some cultural elements, whatever? Like you you get you get booted off the island. I mean, versus versus what? Versus like actually? No, what's like, actually? Be- this is what I'm act- This is what I'm getting at. What's right. the actually? So, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let me use let me use myself so I can stay out of trouble too. Okay, so like there are things about myself that to be to, to be at least you know some part of me is is Latin. Mm-hmm. You're you're born in a certain part of the world, to, mm-hmm. of sorts, or or you know certain ancestors or things like that, or certain certain generations, which come with you know different types of. Uh, you know, history, food, language, culture, music, you know, all these things we wrap up within culture that, and, 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 and again, there's, there's a lot of variance there, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's, <clears throat> sure. especially with Latin people as an ethnicity, that's how we categorize it. Like you got folks that are more fair skinned than I am and people that are, you know, very, very dark skinned. Okay. Whatever. That's mm-hmm. that, you know, there's a continuum there, mm-hmm. you know, different you know, things with language, different things with music, different things. Each country has its own thing. You get colonization in there. There's a whole other bit of that, you know, whatever. But like we, 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 we put it all in there and we say like this group is, is, is Latin. And you're saying, if I go to, if I go to, if I go to my family and they just say, you know, you're not Latin. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't buy that. But I, I have these, these, biological bases that do mm. that we do have some agreement on <laughs> no 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 because you don't have agreement they just told you you're not they know they just told me i'm not is. right but yeah, it's so not you up, don't to, have them. It's up it. to me god damn it i'm gonna say what i fucking <laughs> am shit <laughs> it's exactly what you just you get it exactly my point like i do get it who decides what the criterion is like i don't know okay but, gets okay, to decide so, is the community Okay. Okay. So let me ask this then. Uh-huh. I, I hear, I hear what you're saying. I, I don't know. I actually don't have a strong opinion on it. I mean, I'm, mm. I'm sort of playing here, but I, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't really, I don't. I had to think about it a little bit more, but let me ask this. What about with these things of like, you, you have, you have people that will say like, okay, what about this kind of racelessness kind of thing? Mm. Right. 
like we don't see race we just see people mm -hmm. we, you know and and you could be you you could be you know black or latin or or, or, mm -hmm. or asian or anything else or, or you could not you know actually race just doesn't really exist we're just people it doesn't really you know i mean yeah I, and there's <laughs> that whole colorless thing i mean i know we talked mm -hmm. about it a little bit last time but i think that there's a danger in that uh, here's what I would say about that. I think there's a danger in it because of our social political history and our social political moment. There's nothing inherently dangerous about it. Could we could we fair, live in fair, a world? Fair, fair, fair. Yes, but that's yes, true. Yes, it's just yes, the, the problem yes. is that it's just not the world we live in. Not that it couldn't be. There's nothing inherently bad about that. But how is that? Okay, so let's 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 take out the the social you know political histories and things like that. Mm -hmm. Is what you're saying that dissimilar from folks that say that kind of? 100% is completely similar. How, okay, I don't, I don't see. Gonna... I don't even see the similarity. Tell me the similarity. Okay, well, you're saying on the one hand, I could be, if a community doesn't accept me as a particular race, uh -huh. or gender, or whatever, right. fill in the blank, then I'm not that. Yep. And how is that different from people that say, well, the whole thing of it just doesn't exist? So you okay. you agree they yeah. exist? Yeah, 100. Okay, okay, okay. So that's like it's like saying. Since money has no basis in reality, it's like just paper that's like worth almost nothing. Money doesn't exist. That's that's senseless. That's that's. I mean, you. I mean, a child knows better, right? Like so, money exists because we accept that money exists. The fact that it exists because we accept that it exists does not challenge its existence. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. So. Okay. So here's here's where I get confused, right? See, this is this is I'm again, I'm a grounded person. I need things mm -hmm. stable, right? I, mm -hmm. I mean, this is this is who I am, Brian. This is who I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, on the one hand, you got some of these folks that are saying, like, race doesn't exist, like, you know, whatever, go for a colorless society, whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay, ideally, maybe that would be great or whatever. And I totally agree with you. In the society we live in, in the society we're gonna live in, that ain't it. That's not gonna happen. Mm -hmm. But then you have yourself saying, well. You're not really a race that you decide or that you identify with. You're just whatever race, whatever community accepts you to be in. I'm saying that the, I'm saying that I'll use I'll continue to use the money as a metaphor. Okay, I'm saying that money has meaning because the community treats it as such. Okay. Right. When I give you five dollars, like the reason it matters to you is because you expect that other people in your community will accept that as five dollars and you can do things with it. It has it has social meaning okay it has value mm -hmm. i'm saying the same thing about race like there's no there's no it's not about the five dollars if i wrote I wrote if i wrote it on a piece of paper that you thought of as worthless i owe you five dollars and you trusted me and other people accepted my my word too you could go and trade that just like a five dollar bill it has nothing to do with the physical money there's no, it's not based on sure, any physical sure, reality. Sure, and the sure. same thing with race. Like people want to locate race in some physical reality. And like, there's, I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't think they really mean that. And they're yes. uncomfortable with the idea that it's just social because it looks like that means it's not real. Like, no. So, so here, real. so yeah. So here's where I get worried mm. about this on both sides of this is with with race and i guess you could say with gender too a little bit it's it's different but it's a different variable but i wouldn't want people to lose history culture um and all of those things wrapped up with it and i understand those things are different from race mm -hmm. right um but how do how do how do you 
how, how do you square those? I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to lose it either. Then the question becomes, who's the guardian of it? That, that's that, 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 that's a good question. Yeah. And I agree. That's a, that's a good question. I don't have an answer for that. Here's my answer. The community is, which is why I grant the community the capacity to make decisions about the meaning of the identity. But doesn't that I don't have grant dangers? It. I just think that's how it dangers, works. But that has dangers of like groupthink and all that shit, right? Like that's how well, groups work. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, they do. But there's, there, I mean, I, yes, but there's, there's, yes, yes. But, there, but there's dangers with that, right? Yeah, uh-huh, there are. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not describing a utopia, dude. What, what you <laughs> I'm not trying to say like this is a, this is how the world is and it's great and it should be this way. I'm just saying like, look, this is how it seems like it works to me. <laughs> okay let me ask let me let me okay fair enough let me ask this sp- a little bit more specifically and maybe maybe you, you, it's just too varied but i guess what is the criteria again i guess then for some communities i mean is that just going to so be like, too varied too, too i mean how does that they work does that out? like here's the thing like the jewish community has ways to define who's who's jewish i, I mean i assume like if you if you want to convert to judaism like there's a whole system to do so right they have a they there are ways to do it they talk about and i don't i'm not i'm not jewish in this and that should be clear like i don't want to use this as a big example because it's not like i'm deeply yeah yeah no i immersed I, I, in the culture but you know there, there are ways that people will talk about this is what it means and this is like how it's this is how it you know it goes through lineages like a mother's lineage there's sorts those sorts of things mm-hmm. and in the black community whether or not there's a it's explicitly stated it's an assumption of like descendants for slaves, if you want to talk about African Americans, right? Like people will talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, or the easiest thing is really the racial definitions that were produced by, you know, Europeans to justify colonialism and racism, which is some version of like apparently where your ancestors are from that's marked on the way you look, except for the fact that that's not at all what they believe. Because, <laughs> and especially in this country, you could look white enough that people could assume you're white but somehow yeah. you're still black like so mm-hmm. it's not really exactly mm-hmm. about physical makeup <clears throat> yeah. what is yeah. it about it's probably about your soul in the same way and this is why we go back so i think all the stuff when we talk about the self in the end people desperately want to head cling on to something like a soul without saying that's what they're doing that's I, my sense i agree with you i do agree with you on that um i i i don't believe in souls um but i i just believe in <laughs> core components of <laughs> a self which is not a soul just to clarity's sake <laughs> but i don't know i mean like if i if i went if i i don't know i mean like i don't there's not like a like a like a board or like a like a i don't know uh of, 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 of a community but like i think in some ways that works but i i don't know i think with other other variables that would be hard i mean i i could never go to an asian community and be like i'm asian and if they say yes that doesn't mean it's true why i don't i don't have that history <laughs> but, but you could here's okay let me ask you a question if you were an asian infant that was adopted by uh a latin family in america you grew up and you didn't no one even knew no one knew and you didn't look enough Asian in people's minds in the community you were in. You look, I don't know, to people, you look Mexican, who knows? Mm-hmm. Are you Asian? I mean, you don't have the history. Like, I don't know what you mean. The history is what is in your blood. What are we talking about? 
<laughs> I am not for biological essentialism. I just want to be clear here. Um, <laughs> I mean, yes, that's fair. I don't have a good answer. <laughs> I want to say, well, yeah, you just, because I, I, I mean, I, I feel like sometimes this could rely on stereotypes. What do you mean? Like if you're in a community and you just say, well, we agree that this is, this is what it means to be black or Latin or Asian mm-hmm. and you do or don't fit that. Wouldn't mm-hmm. that rely on, I mean, you're going to at some point get heuristics or. Yeah, you know, for sure you are. Yep. Shortcuts. I mm-hmm. mean, in those. Aren't we trying to avoid stereotypes? I mean, that's those things I mean, again, like, I mean, that's not right. I mean, I'm curious about the ethics and the morals here, man. I mean, <laughs> clearly, geez. man, it's like, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> you know, I, I hear you. Probably that's true. <laughs> it's all right if, if you know, if Latin people like Lord of the Rings, even though if it's not normative, shit. I mean, you know, 100, percent man. Like, look, you you can do Dungeons and Dragons all day. Yeah. That's cool. Hey, it's nothing wrong with that. I mean, just make sure you find your community. <laughs> Noted. Do not. Don't bring Dungeons and Dragons home to your Thanksgiving dinner. You're going to get, you're going to be put on the leper colony. Don't do that. You got to find which community that works in. I mean, I, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, I. I yeah, I hear you. I mean, here's, you know what, in part, this is not, it, it sounds like I'm making this big claim. And really all I'm doing is like pushing on the other, pushing to clarify the claims that other people are making without yeah, yeah, being yeah. explicit, right? Like, I think it, it will feel uncomfortable, but I think if you really press, it's like, I think this is probably how it works. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, you know, I mean, it's it's weird and nonsensical when someone like finds out they take a DNA test and they find out, oh, I had 2% ancestry mm-hmm. from sub-saharan africa like mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you black like what mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that doesn't seem right mm-hmm. yeah. right but if you were black and you and lived black as a black person all your life and everyone saw you as black and you took some ancestry test and it turns out there was only two percent sub-saharan african you'd be like damn i'm black but only a little bit <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that means but you know what i'm saying they wouldn't be like man i was wrong like i've been i'm now now all of a sudden i'm a white man like who knew like <laughs> Right. I mean, is it, I mean, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure that you don't feel very positive about this whole one drop rule kind of thing. Right. That is, that's, I, the whole thing. I mean, I, here's what I, I mean, the thing about the one drop rule is like it just gives the lie to the fact that what we're really talking about is biology. Like, it's just not. It's just yeah, silly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. But I guess. OK, let me let me make this a little bit. Mm, I'll make this a little more spicier. All right, spice it up. <clears throat> so, like, like, so this is where I get, I kind of get like frustrated by like the whole community chooses thing. Mm. So, like, there are people that are out there that are saying like how black you really are, yep, or or how Latin you really are, or or you know whatever. I mean, there's a mm. whole, there's all that's a whole that's a real thing. Like, if you're, you know, there's all these stereotypes these tropes if you're you know lighter skinned or if you're really dark skinned or you know there's all these ideas if i understand you correctly if that's what the community says we're not worried about morals and ethics and whether it makes you feel good that's just if that's what they say you are so you have people but there'll be conflicting things about this right like people will you know how many people said like well you know 
<clears throat> Obama's black, but not really, not a hundred. He's not, you know, he's, and, th- and people had all these conversations about it. Yeah. Well, his dad was from Africa, so he's not black American. Even yeah. though when he goes out in the world, people ain't know about all that. They just yeah. know he presents as, a, you know, a black guy or that he's half white. Yeah. Like people, this is what I'm saying. Like, I mean, again, public figures, totally different. I mean, people say this about uh, Kamala Harris. People say this all the time. Look, yeah, I, she's I, from Jamaica and her mom's yeah, yeah. from India. She's not, you know, African descent. You know, and all these things. And it's like, well, she, how black is she? How does she know about the black experience? Like. That's people say though, this right? stuff. That's different. Like, so here's an example. Like, look, I, I know the black experience best and you can tell me if this fits. Like, look, you could be, say you black, but you don't, and you live in a community that's like, you know, likes hip hop and likes basketball, which is cool. Like a lot of people like that. And you don't, just don't. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, you're not, you're not, they might say you're not really black, but that's, they don't mean that. They, they, what they're saying is like, that's just not like, that's the wrong way to interpret it. We're talking about different things, right? We're talking about them saying like, you're not a central descriptor of the category. That you're not prototypical of the category. They're not denying your existence in the category. I'm mm-hmm. just saying there's a way mm-hmm. in which we, you don't mm-hmm. want to get, you don't want to stumble over language. Like mm-hmm. Rachel Dolezal, they were like, no, she's not. And like people decided she wasn't in the category. That's yeah. different than somebody deciding like you're okay. in the category, just not a good member in their mind of the category. Like, and I think that's what people would say. Maybe they're like challenging how central Obama mm-hmm. is in that category or how central mm-hmm. this identity is into how he sees himself or how they should see him. But they're mm-hmm. not, they weren't actually denying him the category. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a good distinction to make. But so with, so, I mean, you talk about it in the book with, with Dolezal, I mean, that was, I mean, I mean, rightfully so, no? I mean, if the community is saying, look, we don't see you that way. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, you yeah, can I mean, do all the things, all, augment all you want. I mean, it's just not going to happen for you. Correct. I'm with, I'm with that. So what I say about Dolezal, and then you read the book, but I'll say it for everyone else that hasn't yet, but still read the book. Yeah, yeah, please do. That's great. <laughs> I was like, she was born a white woman. She became a black woman. And then she became something else like in a liminal space she wasn't i and this was weird i think this is the hardest category actually people for people to maybe understand i think she's like in some kind of racial purgatory like she's not black people see her as white but she doesn't see herself as white as last i understood and then i haven't kept track of her so who knows where things are now but that means you're just in some liminal undefined space this goes back to that thing you asked me about gender like you don't Mm -hmm. You can be in between things. Mm-hmm. And it's probably not. It's probably if it if it matters to you, it's probably not a comfortable place to be. Well, that would be difficult because again, if we are social, you know, mammals and creatures and all that, and we don't have we don't have a tribe, we don't have a community. Ooh, yikes! Man. Ooh, that's that's, yeah. that's scary. It's tough. 100%, yeah. Percent. Yeah. I guess I guess on the racing. I mean, again, <clears throat> I mean, you know, I think with with when it gets more closely uh blurred is where it gets complicated so if you were to you know i i'm I'm, you know i've obviously talked to you and i'm reading your book and i'm like well what about all of us mixed kids i mean that's i mean we're all fucked up in some ways we're all confused we're like in different communities man i mean listen let me tell you uh, (laughs) let me tell you let me tell you about my lived experience all right let me tell you so for my white side of the family I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Latin. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely Latin. 
right? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you know, we we use that. Okay. And then when I'm hanging out with my Latin family, like, yeah, it's just a gringo over here. He's just a white kid. Like, he ain't Latin. <laughs> me. I mean, yeah, technically, you know, with he's got the blood in him or whatever, but like, yeah, well, you know, he's he's all right. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's not he's not fully. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I mean, I think a lot of people have struggled with this. I, I kind of wrestled with this a little bit when I was in adolescence and I kind of somewhere landed where I'm like, well, I'm I mean, I'm both. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, yeah. and I, and I am, I am typically. I never thought about it in the way that you conceptualize things. So, uh, I see myself as both. I think both communities accept me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Let me put a poll out on Twitter. <laughs> Let me ask my communities. <laughs> you know, I think it's funny. I don't know that I, I don't know that I was as clear as I should have been about this in the book. Um, the idea of mixed race is always like an, annoying to me, but I think there's a way in which you can understand it. Listen, how do you think it is for me? It's fucking terribly annoying for me. Listen, this is annoying for you. It's hella annoying for me. Because the reason I the reason I dislike it is because it the impl- it implies purity. Yeah, like that yeah. clearly that that's like deeply problematic. Yes. But there's a way in which if what you mean by mixed is I ex- like there's there's possibilities, right? I I exist in these different communities. Sure. Like you might exist in the Latin community as Latin and you could also exist as white in the white community. Like you see yourself as in part of that community. They accept you as such. Mm-hmm. And these both these communities accept you as such and maybe there's a third community called mixed. You can make that can be a community yeah. too and if people accept you in that then you you're that. And yeah, there's no reason that you have to be any one of things. You can be multiple things and multiple communities, and that's fine. That's kind of the claim of the of the book in terms of identity that it's communal, right? It doesn't exist as a thing outside of the communities. You can exist in multiple communities in multiple ways. You know, it's interesting. I mean, I think yeah. I, so the the kind of existing in multiple multiple communities is, I think, probably more 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 i don't want to say realistic but more of someone's experience especially you know in, the, in 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 a modern modern time i mean like i always joke about it with my daughter but she's more more latin than i am <laughs> <laughs> right so but it's weird because you know she's you know where she where she where she hangs out and the spaces she hangs out and you know how she you know how she presents and appears you know it's 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 interesting. It's interesting about, again, I think she kind of fits in a bunch of different spaces, but she's got, again, a lot of, if you want to talk about uh, going, back, going back to biology again or, or where her parents are from or you know, her grandparents or whatever, uh, it's, it's very close. It's one, you know, it's, it's the first you know, mm-hmm. generation prior, two generations prior, and it's just a lot of mixture uh, very close together in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to talk, you know, biology or genetics. And so, but that's interesting about like, I think more and more, especially people of her generation and stuff are going to be more, you know, mixed and, and, and what that's like. And I mean, again, this isn't a new thing, but I will say about the, the mixed category, I do have a little, a little bit more of, uh, I don't know. It's just like, you know, with, 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 when you're trying to like, you know, fit in with groups or whatever, you kind of go with what you know first and see. So if I see somebody in a room and I see that, you know, we get talking and they say that they're mixed with this, that, and the third, it's like, oh, you get it. Yeah. You know, you know, <laughs> you know a little bit about what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
uh, much much of the consternation of everyone else it was like well i don't know i just i'm just you know just this one group you get to play in other communities that accept you that's nice must be nice um <laughs> but yeah i think that that's that is interesting to to think about in terms of how communities accept you and i also think about people that are kind of like what you're saying with the kind of i guess the adoption piece or whatever mm-hmm. I, I wonder about people that may be of a different race but they grow up in certain areas or neighborhoods that are predominantly of one other race than themselves and i wonder you know you see and so just you the you gave the adoption example with with like if there's a yeah an asian kid or asian baby or whatever and they've never lived on you know whatever country of origin and they grow up in a jewish family or whatever mm-hmm. yeah um i also think about that with some folks that like if they grow up in a particular area and somebody of another race or whatever mm-hmm. and there's predominantly you know latin people and you know you're you know black or you're 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 asian or something like that and you literally just spend all of your life you go to school you hang on your community and it's just all majority you know one race i have to imagine that there's some sense of community there as well no of like what that experience is like for you and what that influences you as you come come up and how you live your life and things like that but yeah i I mean i think what you definitely have there is like the you'd grow up with those cultural influences. Yeah. Right? They'd be a part of your your experience and upbringing. Um, and, you know, and I, my guess is, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's possible for those people to accept you as a member of that group. But, you know, given how we think about race, and this is social political history, my guess is what really happens is some version of your honorary. Yeah, yeah. In part because we think of it, race is so um, pinned to biology. Mm-hmm. So you want to strip it from that? I don't want to do anything. I just think oh, that, that doesn't make any sense. You're just, you're just a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me ask you. Let me ask you again. Are you talking? Are you talking about in the book? Like, I guess what about this this idea of freedom then? So mm. this is kind of going against this whole thing of like. It, this is, I guess, the hardest thing for me. Mm. And I feel well, not was one of the hard things, but I guess I feel in I feel conflicted about it because I believe in the illusion of free will. I don't, I don't, I don't believe it actually exists, you know, in this like hard determinism kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But we act as if we have free will. I think, yes. and, and that's fine. Yeah. That doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what happens if you if you want to if you if you strongly feel or identify and there's a conflict with the community and you don't have the the space to 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 go to another community i mean how i mean how much freedom do you really have then in this kind of way of thinking about things right if you're saying like you don't have any you're just at the whims of the community and if they change then well you know you could be that way and then not i mean how much freedom or autonomy do people really have then not not a whole lot uh again like like people have the illusion of freedom (laughs) this goes to like this is just another version of like i don't um the conversation about freedom is where we go now in essence is like uh, it ends up being what you are willing to call freedom Mm. right um and i think what most people mean and philosophers debate even this about what people want and what people mean i believe that what most people mean is something they don't have and can have and actually doesn't make sense and really don't want anyway. What do you mean by the last part? Don't want anyway. 
if if people had the kind of freedom that I think they, I think that what people want or what they let me say it differently. If you ask people what is freedom, and you could understand what they were trying to say, I I would tell them like you would be terrified and couldn't function if you had the thing you believe you want. But don't worry because you don't have it anyway. <laughs> 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 but I mean, across, across the board, free, though? yeah, across the board. To be free is like, like I say this in the book. Like I think what people mean is some version of they can do, say, be what they want without interference from others. I think that's what people mean more or less. Like, yeah, no, mm-mm, I don't think you want that. Like, mm-hmm. how would you be tethered to the world? How would you know what your place was? How would you have any sense of meaning, a purpose? of coherence, right? Because think about like when you said, I know myself, like that requires a definition. And I, I'm putting aside the biology, right? Like mm-hmm. even if you accept the biology, you still want other stuff. That's probably not, even if you think that exists, it's probably not sufficient. Mm-hmm. Those identities that help you understand yourself. When you talk about your daughter, right? That's a constraint. You are accepting yourself as a father. That is a social construction, not a biological link only. Mm-hmm. Without that, that would go away. Now just start taking all those things away. What's left? How do you engage with the world? That would be a terrifying, untethered mm. place to be. That's not what people want. Mm. No, I, I certainly, I, so. I, I, I certainly agree. That's not what people want. They, they, they think they want that, but they, they don't. They, I mean, yeah, I, I do agree with you on that. So. Okay. Let me ask it this way then from a, from a, from a, a longitudinal or developmental perspective, is it is it is it um is it possible uh, you don't have to make a value judgment on it but is it possible that you could change too much like could the self could yourself if it's always in connection with all of these other folks uh, or communities and you know we're impacted by all of those things is there a type of like disarming or or unsettling where we're changing too much or too fast or or it's too different too quickly or how do you see that um do you see any any place in the future where there is some kind of like i guess constancy there where it's like hey listen i'm parked here for a decade you know or you know two years or is there how just how does this look i guess as people evolve and develop you know you know, decade by decade by decade as they're on this earth. How, how do, how do, how do we have this kind of like, there's nothing, we're not tethered to anything. Yeah. How do you see it? um, Yeah. I think historically things have gone in the other direction. Right. So I would say you lived in a situation where you live in a small community, you know, everyone in that community, Mm -hmm. right. There was like very little movement. You had a sense of what, your profession was going to be from, you know, mm-hmm. from the time you had any consciousness of needing a profession or what that was. Um, there would be a sense of deep stability that I think is already being eroded, has been eroded historically. I think the degree of mobility, um, the degree of perceived choice, the ad- the atomization of communities, all those things allow for greater fluidity and probably this yeah being disoriented too like disorientation as as a person in the world like it's a, something mm. it's probably in some ways unsettling that that'd be my guess you know 
Um, I don't know like what, what that means, like how it's going to be in the future. I, I mean, as an example, I think, um, and it, this is no value judgment. Like generally I would just say that I want my, you know, I want people to flourish and people to have lives yeah. that they feel good about, like whatever that means. And I'm, and I do what I can to participate in that for people if, if I can. And then I, and I bring that up because I'm going to say like gender as an example, I think the current trend towards the perception of greater fluidity in gender is interesting. Like, so when I say mm-hmm. perception, I mean, like I, I think of gender as a social construct. So yeah, there's no reason that it, I don't think there's no external reason law laid, laid down. Now I'm going to say, get myself in trouble. Law laid down by gods or a God that dictates that it must be mm-hmm. any particular way. However, like it's it's a thing. It's really a thing to disrupt something. I think as fundamental as the way we think about gender in terms of society. Like it's like I think people maybe underestimate the both the complexity of what that would entail and the the profound consequences. Some some of which are probably almost impossible to predict of disrupting something that's been that's so core to the way we organize ourselves in the world. Like, so that's not to say you should or shouldn't do anything. I just, I'm just pointing out that, like, I think you see this movement towards pushing away from clear categories that might make it really hard to engage effectively with each other. Like, so I don't know if we have the right categories. Like, should we eliminate race? I don't know. Should we eliminate gender? I don't know. Is it? I think it's probably easier to eliminate race than it would be to eliminate gender. Like, I don't know that we, I'm not sure that we can eliminate gender as a categorical. That's a different conversation. There's mm-hmm. a, my, a colleague of mine does research on this. So I think it's fascinating that says that to give someone a gender is to acknowledge their humanity. Like hum, humanity requires the assumption of gender. I think she might go further and say something like a binary, but I don't want to put that in her mouth. But um, mm-hmm. the gender is is fundamentally human in some way. I don't think race is is necessarily like that. Um, but all this to say, these things are things we produce. And as such, they are things that are subject to change. I think yeah. there are costs and benefits to changing them and that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess my my question here is as as I mean, we we're having this this uh social conversation about about mm-hmm. gender and 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 sex and all that stuff <clears throat> in the absolute worst ways possible um <laughs> and for me i mean i think we align here um that i want people to flourish and i want people to to be treated as a human being with respect and dignity regardless of any of the other stuff i mean we can debate and talk about it but at the end of the day when I have a person in front of me, that's what I care about. I do care about their uh, various experiences, similar or different to mine, doesn't really matter, um, and what that's like, and et cetera. But I wouldn't want someone to be treated differently because they're um, in, you know, in terms of gender, you know, they're in between or they have transitioned to one other gender or not. I don't think we should treat people differently because of that. And and I and, and I and I and I know that's kind of like a sort of a cliche cliche thing to say. But I also 
I kind of like put my money where my mouth is, I think, on this and say like, yeah, and I think that scales all the way up to, you know, inclusive policies that we have. You know, I think it's it's nice to say that individually, but I do think we need to be very aware and concerned <clears throat> for folks that are, you know, in these spaces. Um, but you know, I guess, funny, like, yeah, can you say one thing here? Like, I 100% agree with you there. And the thing that I've, I've um, just now thought about is what is the, to the extent you can talk about the community and the communities that, that if you believe me, um, find ways to consensually produce identities, what's the responsibility of the, com- of the community? Yeah, I've, 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 I've heard, too, I've know? heard, I've heard this, where have I, I've either read it or heard it somewhere else that there's, um, hear this. I, I'm, I'm blanking. Oh, 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 it's when I was talking with, um, uh, Judith Herman and she mm-hmm. does all the trauma work and she's done work with trauma with intimate partner violence and things like that. She's been doing this stuff since the seventies. Mm-hmm. And in her, her latest book, um, she talks about that. That there's, there is a responsibility of communities to, to engage with people that have been, you know, uh, victims of trauma in a way that's, there, there is some justice there. There's some advocacy there where we create a space where, you know, we're listening to people, we're, we're believing what they're saying, but we're also, you know, penalizing people, but then also having rehabilitation and forgiveness as well like there, mm-hmm. there's a whole environment and space there and it doesn't have to be always at the same time but and i wonder with this as well with, with anything really but it's mm-hmm. like I, I think your question is a good one what's the community's responsibility for for do, and and can we i guess the thing about this so there's i guess two subparts to this one is what happens when we have different communities that have different um, ethical compasses or they have different intuitions or priors about this, you know, okay. You know, is it, is it, is it, is it good for some and not for others? You know, how do we have a collective balanced, you know, kind of middle way maybe of, 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 as a country, people look to progress made with civil rights. Of course, there's still progress to be made there. People look at progress with, with gay rights again. So progress to be made there. And people say, well, why would this be any different? And when I talk to people that are, you know, very strident about one position, they say the say the thing that you were mentioning, that there's nothing more fundamental than mm. biological sex, at the very least. And they make this distinction between biological sex and gender, which is fair. I mean, I think there's there is a difference, but mm. um and right, and then we're seeing I guess the thing that makes me feel uneasy about it is that we're we're just doing this experiment. It's it's like it's like if you're doing the experiment not in the lab but just out in the community, right? You know how you have to do efficacy studies to see if it actually works first, and then you do it a bunch of times, bunch of times, bunch of times, and then you do the effectiveness studies. We just skipped right to effectiveness studies. You'd be like, well, let's just try it. No trials, no anything. Boom, let's just go and socially do this. And yeah. I think that's where people are getting hurt. That's where people are getting outraged, offended. Sometimes, rightfully so. Sometimes, maybe not. I don't know. But yeah. and I and I wonder about what it's the thing with you know bathrooms. It's the thing with sports. And it's like yeah. wait, 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 wait. These are real people. 
they shouldn't be pawns for one side or the other's yeah. whatever. Like that's not right. How do we how do we figure this out? How do we have these conversations and then do some of that? Or yeah. or do it at a at a bigger scale. And I don't I don't have the answers to any of that. But that's where I kind of again kind of going to what your question is. I don't have an answer either. Is yeah, what's the community's role in in trying to help figure these things out and and saying, like, wait a minute, let's 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 uh, not protect, but let's try and advocate, or yeah, I guess protect in some ways from people inadvertently or or, or directly getting, you know, potentially hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's such a, it's such. A, I mean, the, the gender thing is such a complicated issue. I mean, I really have no answers, and and again, yeah, me just neither. The, my, my, you know, obviously, if we had answers, we'd be doing something yeah. important. Uh, <laughs> right. Um. But I, I do, yeah, I think that everyone should have the opportunity to flourish. That's the starting point. I'm with you there. And at the same time, it's like hard to know. Like This is going to be, wow, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Like, um, I'm pretty progressive. Like, I'm actually quite progressive in my politics, I would say. I don't know if everyone would agree with that, but whatever. I think I'm thinking myself that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but conservatism, and I don't mean like conservatism in America, red, red you know red politics in America, but just the idea that um, there is some value in, you know, traditions that have evolved over time. I think there's got to be some something to that. Like how much? I don't know. Well, well I guess, I, I mean, <clears throat> trigger warning for some people on, maybe yeah, on the yeah, other side yeah, of the yeah. Yeah. I guess why, why are you saying that though? Why, why, where, 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 I'm going, where I'm going is like, I think that um, gender as it currently exists is too is too big a structure. So I should just say I, I think that there is like a corrective that is moving towards allowing more flexibility. I think that's right. I agree with that. And do I think it seems reasonable to just jettison the full con the concept whole wholesale? Like mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Not because I think um, the gender binary is right or even good, but just more, I don't, it seems so central to how people understand themselves. And even people who, who are transitioning sometimes are what they're asking for is not the elimination of gender mm-hmm, binary, mm-hmm. just the understanding on the other side, the yeah, beat yeah. that they believe exists on the mm-hmm. other side of it. Mm-hmm. So even for some people who are transitioning, like the elimination of the binary would be problematic, right? It's mm-hmm, not just for mm-hmm. the people who are who fall on the right side, you mm-hmm. know, biologically, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. And I guess when I the reason I'm bringing this up is um, communities provide some degree of stability. Like, how, what is the right balance between slow, steady transitions that provide stability mm-hmm. and a recognition that um, rigidity is in the absence of flexibility is causing harm to people? Like, how do you how do you manage that tension? And I think that is something that communities should be thinking about. And I worry in multiple ways that we aren't that many communities right now are not doing that. Like that that communities are taking extreme positions on, on either side and and that's not really in my mind, maybe that's not the best thing to do for the individuals on the ground. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That it doesn't really it's I mean, you you taking a it's like a um it's a polemic, not a pragmatic approach. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. and I and I think that isn't in service of the vast majority of individuals. 
And so, and the reason I brought up the conservatism side, just again, not political conservatisms that exist today, but just the idea that there needs, I think there needs to be a balance between understanding the value of some things that are, and also being willing to to look for what can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I would agree with that. I, I, uh, This is something that uh, I've evolved on over the years. So I've I've changed in this way, right? This I didn't used to think this way, right? So maybe this is just my evolution, or you know, I don't have a self, so maybe that's why I. <laughs> it's always always in flux, you know. Exactly, you go, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So let me let me kind of I'll, I'll remove it from from the kind of you know hot topic here of of mm-hmm. gender and just kind of say more. Um, generally of what you're saying, but I, I agree with you. So here's here's what I, what I think about this is, to me, I think community is important for a whole variety of reasons. And I think people collectively making decisions is going to have individuals that, yeah, don't agree, or they don't agree is hard, but the consensus is this makes sense to do in the space we, you know, inhabit or we cohabit or whatever. Okay. Mm. When people are doing that, and people communities are going to get things wrong, they're going to get them maybe right for the moment, whatever. There's an evolution mm-hmm. to this. When you have that, and you in communities create symbols, rituals, uh, norms, uh, all of these things, and you have, in some cases, you know, decades or centuries of people just building on that slowly, slowly, slowly to get to where you're at. I don't think you just chuck that out the window, right? Mm -hmm. I think that there's a certain type of respect for some of those things and say, okay, do we want to change this? Do we want to want to update this? Do we want to evolve? In many cases, yeah, sure, absolutely. But how you do that and how you treat all parties involved, I think is important. I'll give a concrete example. <clears throat> so I live, or I have lived in Maryland, you know, all my life. And I've, for the most part, lived in kind of the counties in Maryland that are just kind of by either DC or Baltimore. And so always kind of around the city. And even where I've lived, I've just lived in, you know, cities in, in, in Maryland. Right? So I've never lived on a farm, <laughs> never lived on the bay. I've never... You know, those things feel familiar for me because I've lived around it, but I don't mm. haven't actually lived in those places. I mean, I don't live on the Eastern Shore, but let me tell you, we have the best crabs. I mean, that's a real thing. <laughs> and every summer I do it. And it is, it is, it is a like part of me. I, I feel very, very connected and attached to that. Um, but a couple of years ago, <clears throat> I decided to to move. It was a, it was an intentional thing for a variety of reasons, but I moved to a more rural part of, of Maryland. So Mm. I live up in Western Maryland now and folks here are different. They're different. They they have a different, they have a different, uh, you know, longer history in some ways. They have a different makeup Mm. uh, politically, culturally, et cetera. And actually where I live at is, um, I don't know if you remember, uh, it was a couple of years ago, the New York Times had this kind of like interactive where you could put in your zip code and kind of see like where they fall politically, you know, right based on like voting history, X, Y, and Z. 
And, you know, the county I live in is 50-50. It's 50 liberal, 50 conservative. Pretty pretty much down the middle. I think it might tick over liberal like 53% or something. And that has Mm. evolved over time. It wasn't like that 25 years ago. So that's where it's at now. So I like balance. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's just, that's what I like. Um, and, you know, I've lived in very, up to, I mean, where I lived previously for about almost, almost a decade was very progressive, very progressive. And that's fine. I don't, I don't have anything against progressives or, or living in progressive spaces. More taxes over there, but you know, so that's beside the point. But <laughs> I don't, I like, I actually, I'll be honest, I like paying my state tax because I know it helps my fellow Marylanders and I don't, I don't complain about paying my state taxes. Um, but, um, it, you know, again, I, I think I, I would have said this if I, you know, kind of grew up in the, in the opposite side of things. It, it started to feel a little insular mm. for me. And it was like, yeah, I get it. You know, we, you know, we, pretty much in the same kind of space i'm not a progressive i'm definitely liberal i'm on the left but i'm i'm, I'm not a progressive i have a, some progressive streak in me but i'm not not enough to identify that way uh, i don't think they would accept me in their community anyway so you know <laughs> <laughs> if you don't think they would i'm pretty sure they wouldn't no 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 they wouldn't <laughs> i'm iffy myself but i think i'd make it i think i'd make it <laughs> i'm 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 moderate I, I i i'm definitely on the left for sure but um mm. but i i i you know, I, I can I can hold two thoughts in my head at the same time. That's not to say that progressives can't do that. I'm not trying to say that by inference. That's not what I mean. Don't take it that way. That's not what I mean. That's not what I'm saying. Anyways, but the point was, when I moved to another place where it was it was a little bit different, my my kind of like, you know, prior to that is, I'm the new person. I'm the one coming in to somebody's space, coming into an environment, coming into a mm-hmm. community. I don't have to deny my beliefs or who I am or anything like that in, in, in my world, who I am. But I do need to be, I think, respectful and open and considerate of wherever I'm going. So mm-hmm. if you flip this and I was going into a, um, you know, a more conservative or if I was going into a more liberal or whatever, I'm, I'm using politics because it's easier mm-hmm. in some ways. I would need to be open and respectful of and and respecting what that community has built before I got there and not come in and just say, all right, guys, you guys are really just antiquated. We just got to throw this out and you got to do it this way. Cause it's, you know, better for whatever reason I would, that I could believe that or I could, or I could have ideas about that, but how I do that and, and, and how I do that over a certain amount of time, I think is probably most instructive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think? I think that's right. I, I was going to say, I do. I mean, I, I want to caveat what I said before, and I think this is, it fits with what you're saying. And it's a, I don't know if you would accept it as a, I think you will, as an important caveat. <clears throat> Sometimes the, the way things are existing systematically are oppressing certain people or not yeah. giving them the option yeah. of like giving them. And, and I think that like, I, I, that, I, I just, I yeah, have no tolerance for that. Mm-hmm. That's that. I think that I, we should be clear. Cause I think, I think this is what you believe is saying. That's <laughs> different from, it's not like every tradition is equivalent. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah 100%. Um, yeah. And so I think with that in mind, I agree completely. Like I think, mm-hmm. um, it was something, you know, so a friend of mine, he always makes this comment about, not always, but he's made this comment to me a few times, which is a great one. 
it's like and this is i'm going to connect it to work but you can make the the social leap pretty mm-hmm, easily mm-hmm. so you go into a new environment you know you're doing some work you're like this is crazy this, why should this be this way and you change it and then all hell breaks loose mm-hmm. and he's like chesterton's gate it's like well, what's that he's like you go in there's a gate there you're like why is this gate here you don't know why and you you take it down and then you realize it was there for a reason but you didn't you weren't there long enough to understand why it was there right and so mm-hmm. i think sometimes they are things are they serve a function that mm-hmm. you might not understand and to change them without understanding how their functioning is risky mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um again though you know then you have to make a decision about The cost, the cost of the unknown, plus yeah. the cost of the, you know, this, whatever it is, the inefficiency of problem that you see. And I, you know, I, I don't know, I mean, it's, human beings are such a complex lot. And the way we exist in a community is, you know, arguably more complex than like, basic physics because at least in basic physics things there there are some we might we might not know them but there are laws like it's not clear that the system that we exist in isn't too complex for us to ever fully mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. and so i you know i feel like what we're doing is trying to muddle through as best we can and mm-hmm. we need to have a model of of who and what we are to muddle through and what I hope this book is, is just a model of what we are that helps us muddle through. Mm-hmm. And I want to be clear about that because like how, what exactly we should be doing, like I, this is why it's hard for me to say it. Cause I, I don't, it's too complex. I don't know, but I do think that having this conversation with you and, and I hope in the book, what you, what people will see is it's useful to think hard about what we are as we try to muddle through. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. I think that there's not, you know, I think, I think different, I think different. And I, I don't, I, I mean, again, I'm not a big postmodern deconstructions kind of person, but I do think as we, the more and more information we get and the more and more things we, we learn about, about the world in different domains, mm. you know, neuroscience is figuring this out. Right, um, we're figuring, we've had some of the elements of this in physics. We mm-hmm. get some of this in social psych. We get some. Of, we get in different areas. We realize how much there's not a lot of. I don't want to say stability, but there's not a lot of things that stay static, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I had a I had an old supervisor one time she told me this is a big growing point you can you can see how i I still fight it in some ways but she you know i I would i would put things in this kind of black and white things like many people do and and she would she she told me she said you know i get that she's like but the challenge for you is you got to live in the gray and you gotta you gotta learn how to thrive in that that's not to say that there aren't things in black and white kinds of ways of thinking or or, or living, there there might be and there, mm-hmm. elements or there are, but much of living and much of life is is in the gray. It's it's the ambiguity, and we hate that. But 
when you can learn to 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 muddle or kind of navigate through that and you and you find ways of of getting there and I, and I do think the importance of social connection is important there you can thrive there isn't that illusion of freedom that is you're not constrained by a lot of things and you can you can potentially be um you know a person that you 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 want to be or you want to grow into being and that's i think um you know, I think that that's really hard. That's really, really hard for people. And, you know, it's, it, you know, it's still hard for me in some ways. I've come a long way, but it's still hard for me in some ways. Um, you know, I think that that's, I think that that's what your, what your book is aiming to do. It's, it's not prescriptive and, and, you know, that, that would be a weird turn if you talk about all this stuff. And then at the end of the book, you're like, hey, here's these four steps you got to do. And you're like, wait, what, how does this, how does this commiserate with that? Um, but, but, uh, your, your book is, is wonderful at, at uh, explaining that and getting people to really, really think and and kind of go all the way with with some of these ideas, which I think is uh, what what made it so enjoyable. The book is called Thanks. Selfless: The Social Creation of You. Uh, it's out everywhere, Brian. So much fun! It really is so much fun. I mean, I, I had such a blast with you. I I'm glad we got to get into all the the details of the converse, of the conversation of of about the self and everything. And um, yeah, I'm just I feel very very pleased and very fulfilled. It was a, it was a really, really fun conversation. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was yeah, a lot of fun for me too. So thanks for, for coming on. You're always welcome to, to come on the podcast anytime. I'm sure you got another book in the works at some point or any of the other things you're thinking about. So always welcome to come on. And I hope everyone goes and, and gets your book. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks.